Welcome to the spooky edition of a crazy little thing called Love Death. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the spooky edition of the crazy little thing called Love Death. Yes, I will be talking like this for I have no idea for how long. So, the spooky edition. This could be episode 11. Who knows? I don't know myself. Thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's going to get creepy. So, ladies and gentlemen, where do I start? I remember I was driving to a gig, coming back from Derby. Driving along the A38. The time before the two roundabouts were still there. I remember one part, heading towards Bertwood. I think it was called Bertwood. As I was driving along the A38, I saw a man walking along the dual carriageway. He was wearing dark blue jeans and a brown leather jacket. I thought to myself, it's a bit strange for a man to be walking out here in the dark. There isn't any street lights on this dual carriageway. So as I overtook him and I beeped my horn, I looked back in the rear mirror. There was nobody there. If he was still there, I couldn't see him. It was too dark. Spooky and strange. Was it a ghost? I have no idea. It's funny how you see things as you're driving. Sometimes your mind can play tricks on you. But this one time I don't think it was a trick because I had a witness with me. I was coming back from a gig in London. It was the Laughing Horse Heat. I didn't get through. As I was driving along the M40, sat with my brother in the passenger seat. I was driving and I saw this strange snow-like effect. As if you're driving towards snow and the snowflakes are hitting the windscreen. This happened for a brief two seconds. And I didn't think anything of it. I just thought I'm seeing things. Maybe I need to go and see an optician. And then it happened again. But there were some sounds. It was tapping on the windscreen. And it lasted for about five seconds. Both me and my brother turned to each other and thought, That's strange. What, what's going on here? He looked up into the sky to see if there's anything up there. There was nothing there. It was clear as day, but it was night time. Was this an orb? I think it was an orb. Maybe there was an accident on that exact spot on the M40, heading north towards Birmingham. Maybe lots of people died there. I never researched. 
One thing I should have researched was my own house. When me and my missus moved in, we were watching telly, and she was sat up in the corner on a mobile phone as usual, like all women do. She had a camera on, on video, because my daughter was playing by the fireplace. She was about four months old then. She was so cute. But this is... She said, there's some strange things floating around in this video. I said, what do you mean? She said, it's these round, bright lights. They're just like bouncing and dancing around. I said, yeah, let me have a look. It was. It was orbs. I think they were orbs. It was just proper dusty and we couldn't be bothered to clean the house, but it looked like orbs. I said, ah, they're probably friendly. Don't worry about it. All round the daughter anyway. She's attracting them for some reason. One night, a taxi driver was driving next to Witten Cemetery. I spoke about this cemetery in my last episode. Listen to it. As the taxi driver was driving up the moor lane, he spotted a woman holding a child. He thought, hmm, this is strange. Why are they out so late at night? So he pulled over and said to the lady holding the child, Get in the back, I'll drop you wherever you want to go. Free of charge. They got into the back and as he was driving, he looked back in his rear mirror. They disappeared. Spine chilling, terrifying. I've got a friend who's a little bit spooky. I won't mention his name in case he's listening. But he's told me a few stories. Especially when he's had a bit too much spirits. Not that kind of spirit, like the proper alcohol stuff. He tells me that he sees people. Does he have a sixth sense? Does he have a seventh sense? Will this podcast make any sense at all? He told me one time he was at a bar and he was drinking. And he was talking to somebody next to him. And the barman said to him, Who are you talking to, mate? And he said, him. And he said, who? And he said, him, next to me. And the barman said, There's nobody there, mate. Another time, my friend said he went to a nightclub. And the toilets were at the bottom of the basement. He said there was a little old lady sitting on a stool. He asked her, what are you doing here? This is a bit uh, old for you. She said, oh, I like the music. So he went back upstairs to the dance floor and said to his friends, did you see that woman downstairs sitting on the stool? They said, nah, mate. I think you need to go and see a psychiatrist. Spooky and strange. Those are the only two stories my friend has ever told me. But I reckon there's a lot more. Most of these stories will be based in Birmingham. I've got another friend. 
Not the friend I talked about, but another friend. He said he used to be a security guard and he used to look after an office block. He said one day he was out on patrol and he was walking along the corridors. He saw this cloud of smoke. A bit like when a vapour vapes and leaves that big haze. He said he saw it travelling and it turned on this corner. He thought, well, that's strange. What was even more strange was the smoke stopped and came back towards him. Holy smokes. So I have searched the world wide web of spooky stories that have happened in Birmingham. This one's called the Haunted Phone Box of Erdington. A red phone box once stood on Station Road in Erdington. It became a focus for reports of supernatural activity. Following an incident in the 70s, one night a Catholic priest and a couple had been waiting to use the call box. Back in December 1975, four years before I was born, they said that inside was a woman aged between 25 and 30. She was wearing a red jumper and speaking on the phone. The priest became impatient and opened the door to find out how much longer is this woman going to be. She disappeared straight away, vanished into thin air. The ghostly caller was reported at the site until the mid-1990s. There's been lots of versions of this story. Some people believe it's the spirit of a distressed mother who had lost a child in a house fire. She was calling the emergency services. It was then said she took her own life. There's also been Chinese whispers about a woman in a Victorian costume wearing a red dress or a pink cardigan. It could be the same woman. She was known as the Melting Woman because of the way she dissolved her way to thin air. Who are you going to call, she must have said. The Ghostbusters. Cemeteries are spooky places, aren't they? Warstone Lane Cemetery, which is located in Birmingham's Jewelry Quarter, was constructed in 1848. Today it's a Grade 2 on the Register of Parks and Gardens of Special Historical Interest. There's believed there's a woman who roams the grounds late at night. There have been reports of seeing her ghostly image sitting on top of a tombstone towards the end of the cemetery. Perhaps her identity could be discovered by venturing into the graveyard and reading the name on the tombstone upon which she sits. Nobody's going to do that, are they? No siree. Sarah, Sarah. Another spooky place close to my own home is Aston Hall. It was built in the 17th century. It was the home of Thomas Holt and his family. He was a rich man and Holt was obsessed with his own stasis. Stasis. I think I said that right. 
and ruled over his family home as a dictator rules over a nation. When he learned of his daughter's plans to elope with a lover of whom he did not approve, he locked her in the bedroom for 16 years. Holt's daughter eventually lost her mind and died without ever being freed. People who visit Aston Hall have reported encounters with a white lady who is believed to be many of one of the ghosts of a Holt's abused daughter. Holt's daughter has been seen gliding along the top of the floors of the mansion where she was imprisoned during the final years of her life. Aston Hall is also home to the Green Lady who is believed to be the Thomas Holt's housekeeper. The Green Lady doesn't do a whole lot of housekeeping in the afterlife, but she is frequently approached by guests who mistake her for a member of staff. She's mostly spotted in the Great Hall, wearing a hide-coloured green dress. New Street Station in Birmingham, which is now called Grand Central Station, why did they call it Grand Central Station? Please, I still call it New Street. During the construction of New Street Station in 1848, a Jewish cemetery was dug up in order to make room for the project. Many paranormal enthusiasts believe the station is doomed from the get-go. In 1921, a collision of two trains at the station left over two dozen people injured and also claimed the lives of three passengers. Along with this, the station's platform 4 has seen four suicides, the most well-documented of which is that of a former engine driver by the name of Walter Hartles. At the age of 68, Hartles, who was experiencing marital difficulties, took his own life inside a waiting room by shooting himself in the chest. Since the day of his death, Walter Hartles had been spotted countless times by travellers as they passed through New Street Station in the evening. He's been seen to be sitting alone still in his clad uniform, reliving the moments prior to his suicide. Passengers have also encountered the spirits of a gentleman named Claude. He committed suicide by poisoning himself during the Victorian period. Just like Walter, Claude appears in the clothes he was wearing at the time of his death, and so sticks out like a sore thumb whenever he appears. Several years ago, a science was planned in order to get in touch with the spirits of New Street Station. But it was cancelled due to safety concerns and cancellations of trains, as usual. However, I reckon if you ever visit there, you wouldn't need an Ouija board. You'll probably see them, like a sore thumb. Another famous building in Birmingham is the Town Hall. It was built in 1833 and it's one of the oldest buildings in Birmingham. It's been the centre of community for almost two centuries. Since opening its doors almost 200 years ago, 
Birmingham Town Hall has welcomed theatre groups, public speakers and musicians from all over the world after falling into despair towards the end of the last millennium. The building was closed in 1996 for refurbishment. Twelve years and thirty-five million pounds later, Birmingham Town Hall was officially opened by the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall. Birmingham Town Hall is today the more popular than ever with residents and tourists, but as many as the supposed ghosts have turned a number of people off. A worrying amount of accidents occurred during the construction of the Town Hall in the 1800s. One such accident saw two workmen crushed by a pillar, which became loose during the installation. It's said that the deceased workmen can still be seen in the Great Hall, the room in which the accident took place, attempting to finish the job. There's also a ghost of an old man has been seen in the theatre, by a number of startled theatre-goers and employees over the years. Those who have encountered the fellow say he keeps himself to himself, and sits at the very back of the theatre, quietly huffing away on a pipe until he is approached. Once somebody endeavours to talk to him, he vanishes into thin air, leaving not even a smoke from his pipe, hanging here. Birmingham Town Hall is also believed to be haunted by the ghost of Charles Dickens. That's right, THE Charles Dickens. Dickens! one of the greatest authors of the 19th century gave his first ever reading of a Christmas carol in Birmingham Town Hall on Boxing Day 1853, introducing the people of the city to his most enduring piece of work. Dickens' ghost has been seen strolling through the various corridors of the building, minding his own business, much like the old man in the theatre. Maybe it's the same person, who knows, I have no idea. Steelhouse Lane Police Station, in the central of part of Birmingham, was majority of the original Victorian police station was demolished in the 1930s. It was later replaced with a later building today. Only the Victorian Gold House remains as a remnant of the premises of the not-so-distant past. The Orister-looking building is located on the corner of Steelhouse Lane and Coal Ridge Passageway, and has in its time housed some of the United Kingdom's most vile and depraved criminals, including the sadistic serial killer Fred West. Boo! Today the building is said to be affiliated with a strange unsettling atmosphere, tense and unnerving. The goals, corridors and rooms reputedly feel a little unwelcoming and foreboding. Paranormal phenomena has been reported for decades, including the sounds of a footstep and keys jangling, doors opening by themselves and lights turning on and off. Steelhouse Lane Police Station is thought to be haunted by at least seven different ghosts making it one of the most haunted locations in all of Birmingham. I hope you enjoyed the stories of Birmingham 
and my driving experiences to gigs. Many strange things happen in lots of cities, but I wanted to share stories from my own city, Birmingham. I hope you enjoy this podcast and I hope you listen to more of these episodes. Till next year, October the 31st, 2020, I will do another Halloween special. Thank you for listening and downloading a crazy little thing called Love Tag.